When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse Code and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse Code and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! The sun is up 
over the consortium of Bleen uh, through the uh, sort of um, high trees and tall buildings. Uh, you can still see uh, water reflecting uh, off, or sorry, uh, light reflecting off the water uh, in a way that that seems to light up the whole uh, the whole city of um, Sour in a pretty significant way. Um, Gwendolyn, Maka, and Duncan. Um, we're going to call that a short rest um, for the purposes of uh, game design. Okay. So feel free to roll some hit die if you need them. In that case, I will put my spells back. And I will roll some hit dice because after those temporary hit points wear off, Maka's not looking so good. No, uh, you, you had an evening of rest, but you are finding it hard to properly yeah. rest in the uh, current situation. Duncan Plus, is unharmed. <laughs> yeah, um, I will also say that the the poison is in effect in your system, Maka, so you aren't recovering as as okay. uh, heartily as you normally would. I think I'll spend five of my eight hit dice to bring my health back up. Makes sense. Not great numbers. Do 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 do. Let's just say you can decide to spend more. Yeah. No. Yep, I can. I spent three. Duncan spent nothing. Whoa. He's got them all. He's killing it. Because he actually just fought civilians who were running. <laughs> <laughs> he shot people in the back like a real hero, like a true Don card. Yeah, and he let no one get away, no matter how much they claimed their innocence. Uh, yeah, I guess I will spend my other three to uh to bring this up because that was that was some pitiful uh hit dice there this is better all right right um you have arrived at uh, the, the dwelling of uh, Phaedrin Conesnout, concerned citizen, um, who uh, lives. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, one of the residential blocks of uh, of Sour. Um, this is a series of uh, you can think almost like a three story motel kind of situation. Um, you see these kind of. Uh, I think they're most commonly associated with like California or Florida or like warm, warm climates where it's just kind of, there's that exterior um, kind of walkway with stairs um, and kind of small balconies uh, leading to just a series of sort of single room domiciles um, that, uh, that kind of line it. Um, you imagine that outside of Sour, there's likely a lot more um, residential uh, living that you just haven't seen. Um, but this is just one of those boroughs that has managed to survive the, uh, the industrialization of, of the island. Mm. Um, very much uh, where Cloud uh, and Tifa live in mm. uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is great, and you should all play. Um, so you, um, you've knocked on, on his door, and you notice immediately that Phaedrin's, uh, Phaedrin's got a lot going on. Um, outside uh, of his his residence, he's got a lot of like, uh, like stay vigilant and watch out for your friends. The curse is everywhere, and like, you know, he's got a, a welcome mat that says, um, "Please wait a foot back from the door." Like, it's just there, there's a lot going on out here, uh, and you get the sense that um, Murdoch uh, purposefully chose the words "concerned citizen." Um, 
not as just a, this is who they are, but as in, this is literally who they are. Um, they've got like a neighborhood, like one of those neighborhood watch signs with like a house with an eye in it. Um, yeah. and just like a, a bunch of such things. Um, Maka, um, Duncan and Gwendolyn, obviously you, you survived a, a bit of a thing last night. Um, you've had a few moments, obviously to catch your breath. Is there anything you would have discussed prior to arriving at Phaedron Conesnout's, uh, abode? Um, just outside of character, Phaedron Conesnout has, uh, the paperwork outlining the order that would that was to take me to Orville. That's yeah, he's uh, he's a, a big fan of of the rules and of of paperwork and document trails, and is quite concerned that uh, Bleen currently doesn't have access to the sunken archive. If you were able to uh, obtain the orders from there and kind of reestablish connection with the sunken archive, um, right? The Tritons is kind of gone. They used yeah, to get deliveries from, I think, Maka, and then just shit fell out when you left. And now mm. they said, no library yeah. for you. Uh, Maka, you, you would vaguely know this, um, but uh, the Tritons are a uh, an undersea civilization um, that have had almost a symbiotic relationship with the Turtles for as, as long as, as you can remember, kind of living in harmony side by side. Um, a little bit north of uh, the sort of islands of Bleen, um, the uh, the oceans begin to to kind of open up quite considerably. Um, it's almost like a lake kind of between uh, sort of more of a lake vibe when you're actually in the islands themselves. They're broken up enough that the, you know, it's not as deep and there's uh, like, it's clearly the remnants of a continent that kind of uh, went under. Um, but uh, there's a pretty big drop off and uh, the turtles uh, of the consortium being concerned uh, about kind of the historical records of shipping going back generations um, in, in Gren um, sunk them uh, in a, an archive that uh, the Tritons uh, were kind of in charge of guarding, essentially. Um, there's not, you know, a lot of undersea tech in this world. So it was a pretty safe bet. Uh, the problem is that now that relationships, that relationship seems to have soured, uh, it's the unfortunate thing about being like, oh, I'm going to leave, I don't know, my sin and all the passwords to my accounts at my friend's house, because that way, if anyone breaks into my house, they'll never get them. And then you have a following up with your friend and you're like, shit. <laughs> um, so currently the archive is is inaccessible to the, the turtles. And as a result, um, no paperwork is is. Uh, archival paperwork is accessible. So um, you've been told by uh, Murdoch that Phaedron, uh, A, if you can just bring him a document that says that you were assigned to to go to Orville in order to help solve the curse, that'll be enough to sway him. Um, but uh, re reestablishing connection to the, uh, the sunken archive will like, that's number one with a bullet. Like he'll believe the paperwork, but he will like advocate for you if you can give him his precious paper trails back. Okay. So I think Duncan would kind of have a moment with Gwendolyn in the morning and be like, so we're dealing with an entirely different society this time in terms of the Tritons. You may want to try to create some sort of alliance. Orville hasn't dealt with the Tritons previously. I didn't know any records of them when I was studying the rest of the world. So this may be an opportunity for you. I mean, obviously our priority is to get Marco what he needs for his trial, but... You know, if there was to be, one could say, a B-plot in this story, it may <laughs> be Princess Gwendolyn trying to engage with the Tritons as new allies, friends, 
whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, don't we always want more people for the Alliance of Equals? I mean, logically, I would assume so. Uh, it's a strange thing, but since I have been separated from the Crown in terms of oaths, the Alliance of Equals is something that I would see the Dawnbreakers as supporting, but not technically members of, because we could not follow orders from a group like that. We could support. But I thought it was an alliance, not like a hierarchical structure. No? Isn't that what we wanted? Well, the challenge is that, I mean, it is absolutely good and useful and should things that should be there, but... We can't agree to any additional rules. We have the code, and the code means that we serve justice. There's a chance with any sort of organization involving the nations of the world and politics that you could have interests that would divorce yourselves from what would generally be considered justice. There's a gray area there that you need to be allowed that we cannot allow ourselves. I don't fully understand it, but I'll try to get them into the alliance. Great. I'm just saying, the Alliance may at some point, as you know, have to do something kind of shady or shitty or illegal or like step on one person to save a hundred other people. Well, the I mean, if it's an Alliance, then it's like, if everyone was part of the Alliance, then like, as a group, I mean, wouldn't we be setting rules? So we, as a group, we couldn't like, I mean, we break our own rules? Do you know what, I may, this may have been a bit of a political chat that's kind of above your level, so don't worry about it. All I'm going to say well, is the Dawnbreakers are friends of your alliance. All right. Um, having had this entirely fruitful and uh, absolutely uh, self-affirming conversation, Gwendolyn, you're left with more questions than answers. Um, it never occurred to you that uh, anything ill could occur of, of your alliance of equals, but as Duncan leaves your side to kind of make arrangements... You do consider the societies you've looked at to date, and even in, in the current state of affairs in Bleen, um, you've seen a number of alliances fall. And I think as, as Duncan's words kind of ring out in your ears, you realize that the vision he has for the Dawnbreakers is much different than your personal guards, which I think you'd kind of defaulted to assuming they would be. Yeah. Um, and instead, you observe the the way he's been conducting himself in the various societies you've encountered and the, the idea that the Dawnbreakers may be their own entity. Uh, also, that your alliance may not always be the best thing for Gren, which I think is a newish idea in as much as you've been so desperately just trying to survive and get your feet under you that the actual statecraft of it has has yet to, to really sink in. Um. But even thinking about the the noble goals of the first philosopher queen Amala Kin Solaris, um, or sorry, Amala Solaris, there was no kin then. Um, yes, there was. I'm losing my own mythology. I haven't I looked at my own. Yes, she's yeah. a kin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She <laughs> she gave that to herself. Um, her dream eventually imploded as well. Now, granted, it has yielded you, which is good. There's hope there, but. Um, Looking around at kind of these long-standing societies, there is that the weight of history, I think, has just landed uh, on you. Just uh, yet another problem for poor Princess Gwendolyn to solve. Um, that said, you are a ghost in a suit of armor. So how long you could theoretically guide this alliance is also an open question. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and you have to guide it from great. being one equal voice among many. Mm -hmm. 
Um, with that, uh, you you arrive at uh, at Phaedron's. Um, how would you like to approach? You hear the bark of his dog uh, from from inside the house. Parker will will turn to Gwendolyn and Duncan and say, uh, "Am I to assume the role of some kind of leader once again with you two as my companions, or is this a more delicate matter? I understand I am not well suited to these." I think in terms of our discussion with Phaedron, yes, you should perhaps take the lead. Um, and then we can follow up with additional questions or I can step in if things become indelicate in a problematic way. Uh, and once we know where Phaedron is at, we can figure out our approach with the Tritons because that may be different. Mm, just so. Yes, it will be done. And Maka will like go to what, what like his front door, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just knock. <laughs> Um, great. Uh, as you do, the, the dog goes crazy, uh, just barking and barking away. Um, and, uh, you actually hear uh, a series of bells ringing, um, inside. And then one by one, uh, you hear just kind of the firm slap of a hand hitting mechanisms. Uh, and one by one, the bells, uh, stop ringing. Um, and then a small slot, uh, opens in the door and, um, uh, a bespectacled turtle eye appears in it. And uh, you just hear a voice that says, And yes, what, what do you want? Phaedron Conesnout. You, you want Phaedron Conesnout? What for? What are you going to do to him? I am Maka Deathcap. I am going to reconnect the archives of the Tritons with the Consortium of Bleen. Oh, uh, <laughs> look, um, I read the rules very carefully and uh, I was informed, even though I would very much like that, that sounds very good, uh, that um, I, that, that, that would be uh, uh, meddling with, with uh, the judicial process. And I'm not entirely comfortable with the idea of the accused coming to, my, I, I mean, uh, uh, to, to Phaedron's house. Uh, I'm, I'm his friend. Stop. Stop speaking now. <laughs> I have taken the poison. Satan. I, I am conducting my own investigation. I have taken the poison. I am operating within the laws of Bleen. Oh, oh, wait. Okay, so you've, you've undertaken uh, the challenge of proving your innocence. Yes. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Uh, and the, the slot slams. You hear like some flipping of pages and he's clearly like reading out loud to the dog. <laughs> um, and uh, he he comes back. He's like, "All right, well, it it does seem that there is a, a provision for that, though it is rarely executed. Uh, but it it is in the rule book, so uh, it is okay by me. I should let you know, my name is not, in fact, Sadrin, as I led you to believe a moment ago. I am Phaedron Cone Snout, juror and citizen of Bleen." Uh, I am very honored to be part of this trial. And if what you're attempting to do is part of you trying to prove your innocence, well, that is well within your rights. And uh, I, I must admit, I would be rather happy to have access to the archives again. Um, what do you need from me? Direction. Information. I have been away for quite some time. 
We're Alky looking Dalky. specifically for how things fell out with the trade. Wait, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I am, who are you? I am, I am Duncan Kindano, first captain of the Dawnbreakers. This is Princess Gwendolyn of Orville. We're here Hello. to assist the turtle. Uh, now, how did things fall out with the Tritons? What seems to be their largest complaint? How can we heal the enmity between your people? Ah, foreign nations meddling in the affairs of Bleen. Not sure how I feel about this. Um, Duncan, you, you, you flex your hand once near the grip of Mr. Mr. Bang. It would be so satisfying, but also entirely against all of your codes. But this is just, you know, you, you, you recognize this from your, your days walking the, the beat on, uh, on Orville of just the, the frustrating problems that can't be solved by, by a dualist. Can you roll me a, uh, a persuasion check, please? That one. Uh, he, he just says, uh, well, I am happy to assist in the uh, in uh, Maka Deathcap's attempts uh, to clear his name. I will not stand for a foreign intervention into the affairs of Blaine. Um, oh, you are in luck then. Princess Gwendolyn has lost her throne and Duncan Kendano is no longer oath bound to her. They are just folk now, my so, companions. Oh, your companions. So they're part of your legal team? Well, Maka, like, I mean, looks. like... Correct. Yes, yes, <laughs> correct, correct, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Well, you could have just led with that. I certainly wouldn't want to stand in the way of legal representation. We'll <laughs> open the door now, yes? No, no, I'm much more comfortable this way. Um, I don't want you to see my secrets. As an individual citizen, I have many, and they are mine, and mine alone. I do not care for your secrets. Well, I do, <laughs> so you can't see them. Now, listen, uh, I, I'm glad to see you found yourself some, admittedly, rather uh, uh, unconventional representation, but at least you didn't get suckered by uh, true good to be true, you know? <laughs> ah, she's the worst. She loses every case. Uh, but... Uh, the uh, the Tritons have been having a lot of difficulty uh, with the uh, the spores we used to send them. Uh, you, you used to be responsible for that, I think, right? You're one yes. of the people who did that. Yeah. So they've been really unhappy with the product of late. And uh, I think they got kind of mad when uh, Sour started just kind of dumping waste spores into uh, into the, the ocean near them there. Uh, they said it was causing some real problems for them down there. Uh, and then uh, they stopped talking to us. The last person we sent down just kind of came back up as a shredded puddle of blood. So that was very concerning to me. So, uh, that, yeah. But it means we can't access any of our paperwork. And I've got several things I would like to follow up on. Uh, there are several shipments that I do not think were properly processed that have gone out in the past few months alone. Does. He like waits as though you're going to be a hundred percent in on this being a tremendous problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I just have my next question. <laughs> I figured. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are, I'm probably really stressed because they're, they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dumb, dumb dice. 
where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Does the consortium offer methods of transportation for those that are not total, for those that are air breathers? Oh, oh, no, no. The whole point was that only turtles would be able to reach it. That's the whole reason they, they sunk it underwater. But I mean, I guess if you breathe real hard and held your breath, you might be able to make it down in time. But the whole point was to stop the, the surface dwellers from reaching it. Mm. Mm. I'll turn around to my two companions here and say, um, there are magics that I know that can help you with this, but I do not have them at my disposal right now. Perhaps. I guess this, this is an awkward question for us collectively, but Gwendolyn, do you breathe? Uh, I mean, not, not really. <laughs> Gwendolyn Sorry. will be fine uh, to reach the archive. And it is so, only you, Duncan Candano. I'll also say, uh, Maka, if you have a spell that is not prepared, um, while I'm not giving you a full rest to get your shit back, I will allow you to swap out spells oh. because you're you're, okay. you're under some time limits here. But also, if, if you just need to like sit for an hour and like rework what you have prepared, that's fine. You know, like okay. it's yeah. I mean, sometimes fate also suggests you know perhaps splitting the party. I've heard that this third figure, Darna Heavecrop has a task that might require someone with my particular skill set. Oh, she's a lot. She's a lot. I deal with her in the jury. She's a lot. So I could go deal with her. He just says deadpan, just like pausing for Phaedrin <laughs> and then just continuing. So I could go perhaps see if I could solve her concerns and her problems while you journey down to deal with the Tritons. I mean, I don't mind. Realistically, based on what you said, it's like you were leaving things up to Maka and me, so you're like, we can't help, really help you until you're on your own. Don't love you anymore. <laughs> she adds. Like staying out of it. Uh. Yep. Um, oh, it's so delightful to not have to make you feel better so I could do my job. After, after this little... Uh, uh, this uh what's the word i'm looking for this break that like tom has kind of given me in terms of like preparing spells i guess like in characters like oh wait i just remembered (laughs) (laughs) i do in fact have the ability to grant you water breathing duncan should you wish to accompany us so how, how long can you do that about one hour would be the amount of time before you would need to Hold your breath. (laughs) How long does it take to get down, if you don't mind me asking Phaedron, but from the surface to the Triton? You would be, you'd be fine. All right. With an hour. Um, But uh, you're, so both options are viable. It's kind of up up to the three of you. Um, Expedience is not a bad call. Sorry, Tyler, you got some? 24 hours. I clicked the wrong spell. 24 hours. Oh. Four hours. So Duncan, you can now um, go to the archive with uh, Gwendolyn and Maka. 
Um, or you can go try and solve the problem that has been kind of earmarked as yours to solve that they realistically will not likely be able to assist you with. Um, from a DM's perspective, either option is fine for me. It kind of depends on what you want to do. The faster you get this done, the better it will be for the trial um, because the jurors will have time to like confer, confer, and also to like kind of advocate and like make sure that their their stances are clear and everything else. Murdoch will also be able to ensure that they have in fact flipped. Um, but uh, it also means it'll be harder because you won't have the support of the party for either either thing. Marka, this is your trial, so I believe this decision might need to lie with you. Would you rather we separate and carry out these two missions in a slightly more limited capacity, but perhaps at a greater rate? Or would you like me to journey with you to the Tritons? I, I believe diplomacy is a strength of yours, one which I lack. And this poison has been administered with the specific outcome that we have our time to conduct all three of these investigations. I feel we are at our strongest together. Perhaps there are ways we can help you with this irrepayable debt. All right. Well, I, this is just a weird question about your water spell, but like, can I still breathe air while I've got the water breathing on or do we have to like choose? Mm-hmm. No, you breathe underwater just as well as you breathe the air. All right, then yes, let's uh, let's journey to the Tritons and down a heave crop. I'm sure it won't be that hard. <laughs> and uttering those fatally dumb words, um, the three of you uh, head off to uh, make your way to the archive. Uh, meanwhile, Ita... Um, You've been in, uh, conversing uh, sort of uh, not all night, but um, uh, Ren has come back uh, to, uh, to to kind of uh, further elucidate you. Um, you told her what you knew about uh, the Apex Institute, uh, which was, again, like not, not nothing. Um, the Empire yeah. is... is uh, geographically, uh, your, your neighbor states, uh, you're, you're relatively close to each other. So not nothing. Um, and Ren was, was impressed that you kind of had the lay of the land. Um, but, uh, upon your, I assume you'd be kind of asking, uh, like, what, what do you think Ida's line of questioning for Ren would be having told her what Ida knows about, uh, Apex? Um, I think she'd be, be very blunt. It's like, why are you asking what is your interest in this? And what will you do to help me? Since obviously I do not understand why you would come here unless you were going to help in some way. Um, and uh, she she smiles kind of sadly and says, um, I do occasionally wish that I was the altruistic type, but that truly is not in my nature. You are correct. I do want something from you. Uh, the consortium is imperiled by our lack of relationship with both your empire and the, the Institute. I fear we made a rather heinous mistake some time ago. Our nation thrives on the ability to profit off of other people's work. I'm sure you've noticed this amongst our architecture and the way we've structured our business. 
And for a long time, other nations were, were more than happy to merely allow us to be the, the go-between. It made everything easier and it made us very wealthy. Unfortunately, my ancestors were somewhat greedy and following the death of the Necrotis and uh, the settling of the world, the world felt a lot smaller. All the nations had been in contact during the war, had been working together, and suddenly the need for a middle person was slightly reduced. It caused a tremendous amount of financial strain on our system. A lot of people, my ancestors amongst others, uh, felt that it was unfair. So we began to do whatever we could to reclaim our, our stake in the world. We raised our prices. We took more off the top. We began to attempt as best we could to create products unique to us. Unfortunately, in our mad dash to earn back the approval of those who realized we had been somewhat conning them, we gave something to the Apex Institute that perhaps we should not have. You see, there was an incursion here some time ago, uh, creatures not of this world uh, were found uh, rampaging across Bleen. Um, several of our uh, hunters fell uh, to these, these creatures. Uh, two escaped, uh, but one was defeated by our, our, our first blade. We did what we could with the body, studied it as best we could, but we were getting very few answers. So when Apex uh, partially asked, mostly demanded access to the body, we obliged. And it would seem that they have gathered some tremendous insight from it. For now, they are reaching a point where they no longer need us. They are fully capable of delivering their technology to the world without us. And if Bleen is indeed cut out of this, we will die. The Empire sides with Apex as they always have, and as a result have been slowly cutting us off as well. All we have are the contracts, but with the our Ndara-based products failing, we find ourselves less useful than ever to the world at large. My daughters deny it, of course. They believe they're doing a wonderful job, but I can I've lived long enough to see the writing on the wall. The curse may be killing us physically, but our relationships to the outside world, our inability to change, and our insistence on profit at all costs seem to be killing us as well in a different way. So I ask you, Ita, the orc countant, because I am shocked that anyone from the Empire would find their way here, but now it would seem that you are perhaps not an ambassador at all, but rather someone who is seeing these cracks themselves and seeking to determine who made them and how to solve them. Would that be fair? Uh, yes, this is true. There uh, is clearly something nefarious going on that is being kept from the general people. It is not the entire empire of numbers who is uh, uh, the orchestrating this. It is definitely a, a group of people. I do not know how large, uh, but I first discovered it at uh, Sprungbreck, Ah, yes, Fortress Sprongbrek. I understand uh, whatever you all did there has meant their production capabilities have been reduced almost to nothing. Is that true? Uh, yes, well, I mean, what they were doing was devastating. 
<sighs> yeah, I know. Well, that's fine. That's a problem for my daughters, not for me. And besides, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the other dwarven clans step into the sunlight a little bit more. They are rather inventive. I've seen some truly wonderful things from some of the other fortresses. Sprongbrek always struck me as a little bit too easy, a little too fast and furious. But the young are like to be that, are they not, Eta? Indeed. Indeed. It was quite disturbing to me that I did not know about this creature that was at the Apex Institute. Oh, What was it? They will not tell anyone. Uh, The term we've been using is cobalt, uh, but very few left in Lean are willing to speak of this. It is a national embarrassment. But no, the Apex Institute, though allied to the Empire of Numbers, likely has many secrets they have failed to share. After all... You can't exactly be on the cutting edge if you're sharing all of your findings with everyone now, can you? Elon. (laughs) Hall wink. Uh, I suppose not. It does not seem right. However, I must accept that is the truth because it does... It does make sense with what I've seen. Then I suppose you seem to know quite a bit about the Apex Institute and this issue. I mean, how, how is it that you know this? Who, how did you come by this information? Um, she uh, smiles kind of sadly and just says, um, I've lived a long time. And uh, one of my uh, first partners, uh, my first wife, was one of those who hunted the creatures through the swamps and the woods. She never quite understood what happened. Uh, the, the creatures were powerful and, and again, caused a, a lot of destruction. We even had emissaries from the Shadowlands arrive and demand answers. She always wanted to know where they came from and why they were here. She also was the first one who indicated to me that our world changed significantly after they arrived. The presence of... uh, the, the base element glomera of Sindara, the development of Indara, none of it would have been possible before they arrived. Something changed when they came here. So she kept tabs on them through a number of her, her fellow warrior connections, and she conveyed those to me. We had crazy conspiracy pillow talk, darling. It was wonderful. Now, sadly, she was... Uh, several years my elder and passed away long ago, but I've kept... a. Uh, an ear to the ground, as they say. And now very few even believe it happened. The deployment center is constantly attempting to become slightly more efficient. People don't want to hear about ancient history anymore. It's one of the curses of the long-lived. But for me, that history remains fresh. Indeed. Indeed, yes. History can tell us much, I, I believe. However, I am more concerned with the present. So, uh, 
what this is quite frustrating i thought you would be more helpful in terms of what is actually going on in the empire but you do not seem to know these things yeah who would have thought that uh, the merchant queen of the tortles wouldn't have information about your own home country's inner workings that truly does fall to me listen as the one not know. in the jail cell i must say i think i'm perhaps in a better situation than you are i merely wanted to equip you with knowledge so that when you leave this place which i am well aware i never shall again you might be able to put an end to some of these things and perhaps set them to rights but it seems that for once, for once, the Presidentia staff got something right. You truly are very rude and very annoying, and I can see I've wasted my time. I go to my deathbed knowing that I have accomplished nothing here today, and if you manage to prove me wrong, please find a necromancer, raise me, and tell me, because at this point, I should truly have realized to never trust a pencil pusher um and she turns her wheelchair and wheels her way out that just seemed you seem to be rude on purpose i was just stating a fact this is oh dear the prison door slams with alarming (laughs) finality and ida you're yet again left alone with your microfiche This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.